0: compliance evangelist, I'd like to welcome you to my January 2018 podcast series of 31 days to a more effective compliance program. But first, a word about this month's sponsor, Conversant. As the leading global provider of ethics and compliance cloud software, Conversant connects ethics to business performance by weaving ethics and values into everyday operations in over 600 of the world's largest companies. Its Ethics Cloud Platform provides a suite of applications, Conversant Insight, Conversant's Helpline, Conversant Campaigns, Conversant Disclosures, and Conversant Third Parties that gives executives insight required to make proactive, informed decision about their company's ethical health. Conversant's customers include Microsoft, Tesla, Four Seasons Hotels and Resorts, Capenini and Under Armour, who care deeply about driving ethics into the center of their organizations. Check out more at conversant.com. If you have been following me over the past year, you know that I have gone on a one-year exploration of various components of a best practices compliance program. However, During this exploration, there were two very important documents released by the Department of Justice relating to a best practices compliance program. In February 2017, there was the evaluation of corporate compliance programs document, and in November 2017, there was the announcement of the new FCPA corporate enforcement policy. Therefore, in this month of January, I'm going to lay out for you what should go into your best practices compliance program based upon the 10 hallmarks of an effective compliance program and these two documents. Over the next 31 days, I will be exploring the best way to more fully operationalize a compliance program using the most recent DOJ resources. I hope you will join me for the full 31 days as we engage in an exploration to a more effective compliance program. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Day 31 Levels of Due Diligence. I hope you have enjoyed this 31 day series on how to design, create, and implement a best practices compliance program. These blog posts and podcasts over the past 13 months will form the basis of my next book, The Complete Compliance Handbook, which will be published by Compliance Week in April 2018. It will be the most up-to-date handbook for every compliance practitioner, including the most recent Department of Justice pronouncements on what constitutes a best practices compliance program, as found in the new FCPA Corporate Enforcement Policy and the Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs. I hope you will find it useful. For this last episode, I want to take a deep dive and exploration of the levels of due diligence. Due diligence is generally recognized in three levels levels one, two, and three. Each level is appropriate for a different level of corruption risk. The key is for you to develop a mechanism to determine the appropriate level of due diligence and then implement this going forward. A three-step approach was favorably discussed by the Department of Justice in opinion release 1002, or O2 rather. This opinion release set out a clear break which every compliance practitioner should use in considering an appropriate level of due diligence to engage with your third-party risk management process or when considering the level of due diligence required on a potential business venture partner. I will break down due diligence into three stages, levels one, level two, and level three. What is level one? Level one due diligence typically consists of checking individual names and companies through Several hundred global watch lists comprised of anti-money laundering, anti-bribery, anti-corruption list, sanctions list, coupled with financial corruption and criminal databases. These global lists create a useful first-level screening tool to detect potential levels of red flags for corrupt activities. Level two. Level two due diligence encompasses supplementing the global watch list with a deeper screening of international media typically the major newspapers and periodicals from all countries plus detailed internet searches such inquiries will often reveal other forms of corruption related information and may expose undisclosed or hidden information about the company the third party's key executives and associated parties level 2 should also be included should include an in country database search regarding the third party Some other types of information that you should consider obtaining are the country of domicile, international government records, use of in-country resources to provide assessments of your third parties. You should also perform an English and foreign language repository search on the third party and its country of domicile. Level 3. Level 3 is a deep dive. It will require an in-country boots-on-the-ground investigation. A Level 3 due diligence investigation is designed to supply your company with a comprehensive analysis of all available public record data supplemented with detailed field intelligence to identify known and, more importantly, unknown conditions. Seasoned investigators who know the local country and are familiar with the local politics bring an extra layer of depth assessment to in-country investigation. Further, the direction of the work and analyzing the resulting data is critical to a successful outcome and the key to understanding the results from both a technical perspective and understanding which results meet, what the results mean in plain English. Investigative reports should include actionable recommendations based on clearly defined assumptions and preferably well-developed factual data points. But more than simply an investigation of the company, critically including a site visit coupled with an on-site interview. An in-depth background check of key executives or principal players is certainly suggested. These are not your routine employment-type background checks, which are simply designed to confirm existing information, but rather executive due diligence checks designed to investigate hidden, secret, or undisclosed information about that individual. reputational information, involvement in other business, direct or indirect involvement in other lawsuits, history of litigiousness, and other lifestyle behaviors can adversely affect your business and public perceptions of impropriety, should they be disclosed publicly. Further, you may need to engage a foreign law firm to investigate the third party in its home country to determine their compliance with its home country's laws, licensing requirements, and regulations. Lastly, and perhaps most importantly, you should use a level three due diligence investigation to look at the proposed third party in the eye and get a firm idea of his or her cooperation at or attitude towards compliance as one of the most important inquiries it is not legal, but based on the response and cooperation of the third party. More than simply trying to determine if the third party objected to any portion of the due diligence process, <clears throat> coverage, or purpose of the FCPA, you can use a level three due diligence investigation to determine if the third party is willing to stand up with you under the FCPA, and are you willing to partner with this third party. There are many different approaches to the specifics of due diligence. By laying out some of the approaches, you can craft the relevant portions into your program. The levels one, two, and three trichotomy appear to have the greatest favor with the Department of Justice and one that you should be able to implement in a straightforward manner. But the key is that you must assess your company's risks and then manage that risk. If you perform additional due diligence to answer the questions or clear red flags, you should do so. And do not forget to document, document, document your due diligence findings. So what are today's three key takeaways? Well, number one. A level one due diligence should only be used where there is a low risk of corruption. This means low risk under the Transparency International Corruption Perception Index or whatever basis you are utilizing to determine levels of risk. Number two, a level three due diligence is sufficient in a high-risk jurisdiction if there are no red flags to clear. But remember, a level two due diligence will require some uh, review of in-country documents, so, you're probably going to need to hire a due diligence service provider on this. And finally, number three, a level three deep uh, due diligence is a deep dive, boots on the ground investigation. You have to look the principles of the third party or business venture partner in the eye. You need to go by their facilities to make sure that they can uh, perform the services that they are contracting with you. If it's truly this important a partner, Putting in the money, time, and effort to do an investigation is well worth your time, money, and effort vis a vis the potential reputational damage or criminal problems you can get into if there's a violation of the FCPA. This concludes my 31 days to a more effective compliance program with day 31 of 31. I certainly hope that you have enjoyed listening to these podcasts as much as I've enjoyed bringing them to you. Once again, These podcasts and blog posts will help form the basis of the Complete Compliance Handbook, which I will be uh, releasing in April, or rather will be published by and released by Compliance Week in April. I hope that you will uh, take a look at the handbook as we take the deepest dive into what constitutes a best practices compliance program. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to thank you very much for listening to... Day 31 of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you for listening to this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program, sponsored by Conversing. This is Tom Fox. Thank you again for listening. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network.